Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey, you guys, it's Blaze. Welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. I'm going to talk about discomfort this week and in its various various permutations, how it shows up in our lives, how we can deliberately put ourselves there, how we don't deliberately put ourselves there, and just what it means to us to be uncomfortable. I have been freaking uncomfortable a lot lately. I want to talk about it because I think there's this stigma around discomfort and sometimes there's shame and regret around it and we don't like it. It doesn't feel good. I mean, no one wants to be uncomfortable and I'm not even talking about being uncomfortable. I'm talking about discomfortable where you are actively in a position that makes you feel and it sucks and you don't like it. So Obviously, this can come up randomly. It can just be something that happens. Discomfort can be tripping on the stairs and hurting yourself. Discomfort can be having a horrendous period. Hello. Discomfort can be just the din of everyone demanding everything at once and feeling like they're all coming directly to you. Why, for the love of God, is this happening? It's not comfortable it's discomfortable. (laughs) And it also can be stretching yourself, deliberately moving yourself into a position that you're not used to, and your muscles there are not strong, and it sucks, and it's not comfortable, and you get scared. And what do we make it mean when we're experiencing discomfort? I want to talk about it because I've had a lot of conversations to myself in the last several weeks, as I've been stretching to grow into this bigger version of myself, this more expanded person who is more capable of handling a higher quantity and quality of work, and also a higher quantity and quality of participation in my community, in my child's schooling, um, in my household, managing a lot of things, wanting to show up more in my marriage, show up more in my home to not let, you know, the laundry pile up and the house get cluttered and all of the nice work that I did earlier in the year, trying to feng shui out the house and make it nice. I don't want all of that to backslide and feeling like it's backsliding while simultaneously saying, but we need to put a lot of time into this new skill set that we're learning to be able to do all these other things, to speak before a huge audience, to show up in front of more people than you ever could have perceived that you'd be in front of. How do you handle that? How confident can I feel? Like all of those questions. And I will be honest with you because I think from the outside, when someone sees another person doing all the things we tend to assume that they're great. They're enjoying it. Gosh, it's so easy for them. It's awesome. 
God, I wish I could be like that. What happened? Da, 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 that let them get there. Like we don't actually go into like, wow, that must be a little bit of suffering <laughs> to be doing all that. But I think when we're in it ourselves, growing feels a little bit like suffering. It feels a little bit like spreading ourselves too thin or maybe not spreading ourselves thin so much as not even knowing what position to get into to juggle all the stuff. And while we may actually be doing all the juggling, it might kind of feel crazy and treacherous and things might actually be getting dropped and broken. And then we're picking them back up and repairing them quickly. Like we're, we're doing it. We're in the struggle of life. I am teaching myself how to look at my own discomfort and have compassion for myself about it and be like, yep, it sure does suck, Blaze. Like, you feel like shit this morning and you're anxious and you're angry and you're snapping at your kid and you don't want to talk to your mother-in-law and we have to make breakfast. And then you just spilled the water in the back of your car. That just that happened this morning. Like everything's going a little sideways. You're rushed. There's so much going on. You're going to be not quite on time. Like you're just crushing things into a small amount of time and you feel rushed and you hate that. And to look at that and say, it's okay that it feels that bad. It's okay that you're cranky. And what do I need to do to show up for myself and help make myself feel more safe to keep showing up, even though it's going to continue to feel this crappy for a while? I think we all need someone in our lives to just go, you know what? It's not always going to be comfortable. And you are in fact dealing with some shit. That's all we really want, right? Is acknowledgement. Like (laughs) we're working really hard. It's a struggle. It's not easy. We don't know what the hell we're doing, or we kind of do, but sometimes we try things and it does not pan out the way that we thought, or it doesn't pan out in the timeline that we thought. We thought it would go quicker. We thought it wouldn't cost as much. We thought we'd feel better by now or just have our shit together. And I honestly, I don't know if it ever happens. I think when it does, it's those few like highlight moments in our lives where like, and the, the music was playing and the fields had like wind and the grass was blowing and it was wonderful. And there were birds and it it doesn't happen much. (laughs) It's why we idealize it and why we want that so bad. Like when we watch a movie, we're like, yes, I want that moment because it's so fleeting. It almost never happens. It's what we want to happen, but doesn't happen. So in my moments of feeling tired, confused, like I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I still have to keep showing up or I know I'm not going to get where I want to go. I think that's it. Like the discomfort for me right now is knowing that if I don't keep showing up and figuring it out, I'm not going to get where I want to go. And I'm 100% committed to myself and committed to my people to getting there. So, so what if it's not fun for me to get ready to get on an interview call? So what if I'm terrified? So what if I feel stupid? I still need to do it. And how can I honor that and honor that feeling while still allowing that there's a part of me that can do it? There's a part of me that does know what it's doing and can step in and show up and be powerful in that moment. How do I allow both of those to coexist? And as I move into the actual actions, for instance, this morning, like 
got to get breakfast ready, got to get the kid into the car, got to get there on time, hand off the candy for Halloween trick or treat, or it's not going to happen. Make sure that I don't hit a car because everybody is just crazy at the parking lot. There's not enough space. Realizing that the giant water bottle that I filled with water before we left tipped over in the backseat of the car while we were driving, the entire liter drained all over my poor kid's backpack and into the floor of my car. So when she went to put on the backpack and go in while we're carrying this giant box of candy, she's like, oh, why is my back wet? Like, oh my God, I hope I didn't make like your gym clothes and everything else gross. We're just going to deal with it. How do I show up for all of that with a decent sense of calm without lying about how I feel about it? How do I show my daughter that it's okay to have a bad day and that it doesn't mean anything about her or anyone else in my life. It doesn't mean anything about my ability to still complete my tasks. It just means I'm feeling kind of shitty. And how can I demonstrate to her how I can take care of myself so that I get through it and it doesn't tank my life, that the discomfort doesn't become the only thing that I'm aware of in my life, that I'm able to hold space for that and find a comfortable space. So in talking to her this morning, I apologized. I said, you know, I'm sorry that I get stressed out and kind of crabby sometimes. And she's like, yeah, why are you like that all the time? I said, am I really like that all the time? Or was it just yesterday and today? And she's like, oh, well, just yesterday and today. I said, okay, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad that's true. (laughs) I said, everybody gets stressed out sometimes. I said, I am trying to accomplish a lot of things in a very short amount of time. And I'm feeling stressed out about that. And I apologize if my stress about it is coming out in crabby behavior and short sentences with you. I'm not mad at you. I'm just frustrated that I feel like I'm doing a lot of things that I feel like I don't have time for. It's letting me know that I need to prioritize better. And I apologize if any of that's spilling over into your life. And she's like, oh, okay. And, you know, she's five, so she's going to go on with her life and not think about it again, probably. But hopefully that makes a difference later on where she recognizes that her mom is able to spin a little bit, acknowledges it, and is clear about whose problem it is. Because it ain't my kid's problem. It's my problem. (laughs) It's not my client's problem. It's my problem. So I'm learning how to own all my shit and find It's interesting because I don't want to say compartmentalize it because I don't like the idea of shoving anything into a box and pretending that it isn't there or not letting it exist. But I think giving it a cozy nest to sit in where it can exist and watch everything that's going on and I can actually pile some more of whatever blah comes out over there. Um, When I do that well, I notice that the general level of my frustration and anxiety and stress and all the stuff that's making me crabby actually begins to walk away. So I make time and I have had to make the time. It doesn't just show up to take care of myself and let those feelings have space to play. If I don't give myself time, like honest time to be upset to be scared, to be angry, to be frustrated, to be whatever it is, to feel in my body like, oh, I'm crampy and I'm yucky and I want to stomp and I don't want to hear anybody talking to me right now. I just want to be outside. Like for me, it's nature. I've been making time 
to go for a walk every morning for at least 20 minutes, but if I can for half an hour or an hour and get a few miles in, because over the course of that time with my phone off, I am able to keep recentering myself. I'll notice like my thoughts go wherever they're going to go and they're angry and they're upset and I'm uncomfortable and I don't like things, don't like stuff that's happening. (laughs) And I will notice, Blaze, what are you smelling right now? What are you feeling? How fast are you walking? Are you holding onto your breath? Where are your shoulders? And I can keep coming back to that because then my thoughts will get amped up and the feelings are and they go higher and I'm upset. And then I'm like, but come right back here right now. What's happening on this road? Is there a car coming? What birds are here? What squirrels are here? Like whatever's going on. Am I passing somebody? What does the sun feel like? Or is it cloudy? What's actually happening right now? Because your thoughts are off in some other time and space. You're off being uncomfortable either about shit that's already happened or shit that hasn't happened yet. I can tell you almost all the time when I'm actually aware of how uncomfortable I am, it's because I'm off in the future or I'm off in the past. So I'm training myself to be like, that. it's okay that I have that and what's happening right now and what's happening right now. And I've started to picture like a, a drain below me In my mind, it's like this big red drain going down into the earth that can follow me wherever I go. And I let my stress and all that shit go there. I was like, it can fall off of me. It's allowed to just fall into this pit and the earth will take it. And I'm walking. It can go wherever it needs to go, but not with me. And I can generate as much of it as I need to. And it's fine. And what's happening right now, really? Could I be present? to the moment that's happening. And I find that typically within at least a mile and a half, I'm good. I actually hit the point where I'm not actually spinning off into the past or the future nearly as much. I've allowed myself to be upset for that mile and a half enough that it's, it's not pressing anymore. It doesn't feel like I've ignored it. Cause sometimes when I'm walking, I'll say like, what's going on right now? And am I angry about that? Like, does this discomfort also exist here? And by asking that question, it's like, oh no, actually I'm not upset about the squirrel in the tree. I'm not upset about the sunshine or the cold, or sometimes I am. Why is it so freaking cold already? You know, (laughs) whatever's going on. But it gives me a chance to check in and find out what's really true. How am I actually feeling? And am I still feeling it? And if I give it a little bit more space and I allow myself to move and stomp and just ah, walk really quickly. I think there's something about the movement for me that really helps to this stuff peels off of me and it's allowed to exist. So that for me has been a lovely technique to help dissipate some of the discomfort. And simultaneously, I keep coaching myself through this is a human experience. There's nothing wrong with me for being uncomfortable and discomfortable. I didn't do anything wrong. It actually is necessary to be this blah in order to get to where I want to go. If I didn't feel like this, I wouldn't actually be growing because you guys, like when we grow, it's not comfortable. It isn't. We want it to be. We think it's going to be this beautiful thing, but think back to just any time you were growing up, puberty, Jesus, like any time a major transformation happens, 
one, it probably isn't pretty. Even if other people think like, oh, you're turning into this beautiful swan. You're like, yeah, but it feels like shit. It's horrible. I hate it. (laughs) You're allowed to hate it. And that's okay. I'm all about allowing whatever that feeling is free reign. And it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about me. It just, it's the experience. And by allowing that, it just makes it so much less horrible. I don't need to avoid it. I can just be shitty for a few days and go on extra walks. I actually am about to go on one again to just continue to offload all of the anxious that builds up. Like I've got a lot in my brain right now. I'm processing a ton of information. I'm about to try stuff that I've never tried before. It makes me nervous. Oh, well, (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. So I have to make space for the nervous. I have to allow that it's going to be there. And if I make that little nest, if I allow it the space to be, it actually doesn't clamor for my attention so much. And I realize that I also have other experiences happening at the same time. This is actually really cool. You'll start to notice like, yes, I'm uncomfortable and I feel anxious and I feel scared about this aspect of what's happening. You make space for it and you let it happen. And then you realize I'm actually also feeling really proud of myself for continuing to try. I'm actually really curious how this is all going to pan out and what's going to happen because I'm making space for it. I'm also, you know, pleased to have the opportunity or I'm excited that I tried this thing and this part of it seems to be working, even though. I'm scared, you know, like there's a lot of simultaneous things that you also are experiencing and we can bypass them or miss all of those other wonderful feelings. If we're so busy avoiding something else, the one that you're afraid to feel. And that my friends is my quick synopsis on discomfort this week and how I'm coping with it. And I hope that you found it helpful discomfort is a part of our lives. It it just is. I don't think we were meant to always be, always be anything. We're always growing. We're always evolving. That is what life is. It's an ebb and a flow and a transformation and a transmutation. We need all of the things to make a really rich and wonderful life. So I'm wishing you a rich and wonderful life. I hope that you have a cozy nest for your discomfort, something to help you coexist with it, to let it do its work. And I think that's important to acknowledge as well is that discomfort is doing work for you. It's happening for you. It's not an affliction that's happening to you. Our discomfort is there helping us to grow in the best way possible and helping us to become a more whole human being, to consider just how much work we're putting in. I think if I didn't recognize discomfort, I probably would rush so much faster towards my finish lines and not take the time to integrate all of the experiences that are happening. And that's pretty universally true. I think we need that discomfort to tell us to slow the fuck down and absorb the good, the bad, the awesome, all of the things that are happening. And let it become a part of us. That's how we're growing. We we accumulate all of these things and we transmute them into this new version of ourselves that is wiser, that has more experience and knows what's up. Mm, it's all so good. 
(sighs) Wishing you a marvelous week, my friends. I will catch you next time. And may your transformations be a little bit discomfortable, but also awesome. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.